0: Good evening everyone, I was going to give a brief talk tonight about the Heart Sutra and I might still weave it in, but I thought I'd um, talk about something um, that was just happening to me during the um, the Zazen as a point of practice. Just before we um, began sitting tonight, I suddenly felt um, unwell. And uh, I felt very weak in the body, and felt very hot. And it was something I occasionally experienced, which I think may be related to my blood sugar going down very low because I didn't eat much today. But I felt very, very weak, and um, and it was kind of agitating as well. And so I, I sat through it <clears throat> through the through the um, the first sitting, and. Um, kind of what was going on in my mind is, well, well too bad, I've got to, got to teach tonight, so um, i just got to be stoic, you know, um, but this is really hard, you know, but I've got to do this, and so it was that kind of thinking going on, and then by the time I just sort of went into the second period, I thought, okay, well, it's a sort of a, a closer look at what was happening, and I thought, well, I'll just be what's happening in my body, you know, and I'll just be that experience of weakness or having no strength, um, and feeling uncomfortable, and and something harmonised at that point. And what I realise that it can be very very subtle, but often when we're in adversity like that, if we're not feeling well or the circumstances of our life are not going the way we would like them to there's a subtle little story which is added on and we can be so close to it and we can be so identified with it that we we mix up that story with the actual experience of what is really going on. So all that was going on for me is that I felt a bit weak and sort of hot and a bit agitated. That's all. Uh, There's this subtle thing added on oh, this is really hard, you know, oh, it's a struggle, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. And then you realise the construction you've added onto it and it drops away. Sure, it's still unpleasant, um, but there's not this resistance to the way things are. And um, that's how practice works, I guess. We, we realise those very, very subtle ways in which we add something on. Someone said to me recently the other day, too, where they decided not to drink, you know, that the idea of not drinking was worse than not drinking. <laughs> See how we mix up the two? Uh-huh. So maybe from there I'll, I'll segue and say a little bit about the heart suture anyway. But I've, I've been going back and, and looking at the, the heart sutra a little bit more these days. And uh, what is interesting when you look at the <coughs> the breakdown of what the words mean, um, the great the great Prajna Paramita Heart Sutra. Um, Prajna, interestingly enough, is broken up into two Sanskrit words, which is Pra and Jna. And Pra means before. And jna, jha, or as in jhana, um, means knowledge. <clears throat> so the Heart Sutra is a sutra about what is there before knowledge. Mm-hmm. And apparently, in early Buddhism, um, Buddhism was based on knowledge, on jhanas, and, and knowing these jhanas. And when the, um, the the Heart Sutra was written, was emphasising the importance of pre-knowledge. So to put it in in modern terms that we're familiar with, um, beginner's mind. Mm -hmm. What is the mind that is just present before knowledge arises or any construction about knowledge arises in the mind? So the Prashna Paramita Heart Sutra is the sutra or the discourse um, about the perfection of that type of wisdom. Paramita means means perfection or highest point. So the highest point of that wisdom which is there before knowledge. Uh, knowledge is just information. Mm-hmm. It's always some kind of construction in the mind. So another synonym for beginner's mind is don't know mind, mm-hmm. a mind that doesn't create a concept that this is hard or easy. Mm. And so when you apply that to even what I experienced in the first um, half of the sitting, um, it's what arises before you even come to the words, create the words, which is a story which is added on to your experience. Or you can say it, it's unpleasant or it's painful, mm-hmm. but it's terrible or it's hard. Is just simply added on. Um, what's interesting too in my research, I came across... Um, uh, a version of the Heart Sutra. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh, um, some years ago, about I think about five, seven, eight years ago, um, rewrote the Heart Sutra. Um, he thought that it was a bit muddled. <laughs> so he, he, he re read it. And, uh, and just the fact that he, he rewrote it, um, it indicates that as a, a Buddhist monk of his standing, you know, and as a, a Buddhist scholar, he realises that even the Heart Sutra was just something that was made up by someone. Right? A human being wrote the Heart Sutra. We don't think of it that way, do we? We think it's just gospel. Um, but a human being wrote the Heart Sutra, so he thought that he could clarify it a little bit more with his version. And what he's emphasising is that the, the essence of the Heart Sutra is that um, emptiness is form. And form as emptiness, right? And then, but what he says is that it goes on from there, that that, and talks about no form, no eye, no ears, no, no um, tongue, etc. No this, no that, no no doctrines. And he um, gives this story of um, a monk who came to a, a Vietnamese Zen teacher. And, um, and said, you know, um, I've, I've come to an understanding of the heart sutra, you know, where there's no eye and no ear and no nose and so on. And so um, what the teacher did was grab him by the nose and tweaked his nose until it hurt and he cried out in pain. And he said, but I thought you had no nose. <laughs> how come is it, how come it how, that you're yelling, you know, when you have no nose? So this is the the playful koan nature of Zen. You know, um, people can easily read the Heart Sutra and and take it that literal sense that there's not there is nothing. Mm-hmm. But it contradicts what it that if that if we took it that way, it is contradicting what it says in the very beginning, which is that emptiness is form, and form is emptiness, and Another way of, of understanding that is that every single thing in life, your body, my body, the chair, you know, the walls, it's all made up of things which are not self. I'm made up of chemicals and water and flesh and bone, but all of that is not me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a A flower is made up of water and different chemicals and things. They're all non-flower things, but they make a flower. And every single thing in life is not separate. It's embedded into the whole. Um, So in that sense, there is no eye or no ear or no tree or no flower because everything is just integrated into the whole when we look at it. And it's real it's it's an insight into that which the Heart Sutra is inviting us into. The interconnectedness of everything, the interbeing of everything which just is, the suchness that just is before any mental construct arises in the mind. Any idea of knowing arises in the mind. So it's interesting from that scholastic point of view, but also that personal experience of, of, of always asking that practice question, what is really happening right now? Even if I feel sick right now, what is really happening right now? And what do I think is happening? And what is it that I add on? And, and we realize that the adding on is creates suffering creates psychological suffering. OK, sure, it's still the pain in the body right, or the weakness in the body, but this mind reacting to it is the real issue. And that's what we dissolve through Zen practice.